You ever had a hibiscus LaCroix? No, because I think those are two things that have no flavor. So why would you put them together? Because it is a refreshing taste of nothingness, yet quenching and satisfying. And so, honestly, with like, vodka, this shit rocks. Sounds like a placebo. I'm okay with that. You're okay with taking sugar pills and thinking it's going to cure your cancer? I mean, what if it does? Then the power I mean, of the mind. Yep, power of positivity, baby. If you think you can actually, it's your, like, your body's going to go, well, it's happening, so I'm going to make it happen. I don't think my mind is strong enough to make LaCroix taste good ever. Oh, my mind is having a field day right now. <laughs> Touching yourself with your hands. Right here. I'm just, dude, it's not, it's not always sexual, man. I'm telling you, my, my synapses are popping. It tastes like the delicious essence of, uh, of hibiscus. By the way, it literally says that on the can, naturally essenced. It doesn't say flavored because there is no flavor. That is such ambiguous wording. Did you start the timer already? Uh, no, but you know what? Let's just say we started it 30 seconds ago because this, this hibiscus, is worth not starting the timer. No, you got to start the timer now, though. Hey, Siri. Start a timer for 4 minutes, 35 seconds. We're good. My, my, my Bluetooth headphones are... I got I to gotta figure oh, that yeah, one out. So I was not saying it, but um, I thought maybe you had my phone problems. Nah, I don't got any iPhone problems. No, my phone <laughs> My iPhone? iPhone. Uh, I don't know. Of course not. You kidding me? You wanted to bring it up how ghetto I am because I can't receive or give calls. Yeah, I know. It's weird. It's weird. You're the one with the job and your phone doesn't work. It's weird. I like it better as a beeper. Like like old school. Yeah, exactly. JJ, the king of beepers. (laughs) That's so LA. You You can't stay so regional, man. You got to reach out. Well, if you don't know who JJ the King of Beepers is, then you need to be informed on that. You know, I think that's important. No one knows. Do you, th- you think people in Montana know who Cal Worthington is? In his dog spot? No, they don't. But they probably have some type of Cal Worthington character who sells them cars and does outrageous stunts like dancing with monkeys. Yeah, but they also don't call him Pussy Cal. Dude, it's actually Go See Cal. Did of course you know it is, but, but so many people thought it was Pussy Cal or Pussy Cal. I thought it was Pussy Cal for I- like. Oh man! I might have been 38 years old when I found out it was. Yeah, I found out last week. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, yeah I it was. I was this many days old when I found out. Like, yeah, what is that dude still alive? People don't know about that. Well, he's a guy who used to sell cars. Everybody had that guy who used to have those outrageous car commercials. Yeah. In there, you know what? Actually, if you if you're out there and you actually had an outrageous, if you're not from Los Angeles. And in your hometown or in your state or city, if you actually had an outrageous guy who had these commercials, why don't you go ahead and hit us up? You, you know? know what's uh, kind of funny that's similar to that is um, the horror movie post. Every city had, like, we had Elvira, I think. Elvira it's might be the, the first one to ever go uh, across the country. But every mm-hmm. city had their, like, late-night movie guy, like uh, in Fright Night, the guy. Yeah, uh, okay, yeah. Or, or Just in like Grumman's a vampire two, guy. Too, like. You know, the guy wearing the makeup, and he's the, introduced the horror movies, like, after midnight. When no one's like, like your very own Crypt Keeper. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Every every major city has their version of that, and especially, like, through the geek out and talking to other geeks, and we start talking about horror stuff, they start bringing up, and I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? And 
you watch a lot of do- there's actually documentaries on those hosts because they have such a like niche following that they can go to cons and people like adore them. Yeah, if you had anybody, yeah, that's even better. If you had anything interesting to your area that you saw on TV as a kid, why don't you throw that out there? I got the fever 400 at gmail.com. That's our new, that's our new email address. I totally got us one. I finally was, learned it today. It was surprisingly easy. It was almost like it was free. No, you're right. Once I started working on stuff, it stuck in my head really quick. So I got the fever 400, all one word, <laughs> gmail. So you're saying we should open the show with black sheep? I think I mentioned that before. Well, black I sheep. Got, I heard you got the fever for the flavor. Oh, wow. dude, you're so hip hop. I am. Do you know any other songs that aren't hip hop? I'm curious. Um, I do, but they're probably hip hop derivative. Or they probably got sampled by hip hop. No, I, <laughs> I know Sublime. Okay, you know Sublime. There you go. Sublime. I actually go to bars and I'll put that shit on all the time because it's a good room tester. Because you put hip hop on, especially out here in this part of the world, uh, you know, people just. Like, yeah, you're on? gonna get some some. Yeah. But some, you find find some nice middle ground. And don't get me wrong, like 80s, 90s R&B is, is, is just as good as hip-hop, but in certain parts of the country, people look at it like it's hip-hop. Like, who's yeah, that? Right. What, what, uh, what is what, this right what, here? What, yeah. what Negro crooner is that? <laughs> is that Cap Galloway? <laughs> fucking Key Sweat. That's <laughs> Key Sweat, man. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> well, I mean, dude, you'd be like, yeah, I was in Galveston, Texas, and I threw on some Keith Sweat, like, to my shock. You know, everybody was really upset with me. It's like, hey, come on, man. You're throwing keys that's, that's why when I go to these bars out here, I'll put, like, a tester on. It'll be, like, five to ten songs, and it'll go all across the board. And every time, like, if not Eminem, per se, but, like, 50 Cent, something big enough that's popular enough to be on these jukeboxes comes on, I watch the room every time when the music changes. And, oh, man, the silence sometimes that falls off, that falls <laughs> <laughs> you know, you play Black Eyed Peas. I don't even like Black Eyed Peas. I just want to put it on to see what happens when people hear Black Eyed Peas out here. And it's just, it's really quiet. You know what? You know what the number one response is? People run to the jukebox and pay extra so you can like override whatever's playing and play your selection. That happens. I say three out of four times. Someone <laughs> runs to the jukebox and putting five dollars in so they can override the next five songs. They don't, they don't trust. And there it is. Nice. That was a solid. Hey, we're talking music right there. Right. We, we wiggled out before and we wiggled out after. Yeah, right? Just all kinds of wiggles all day long. Welcome back to Cabin Fever. I am Tony G. Alongside me is the essential one. Ed, Ed you know what? Why don't you go ahead and tell us what you want to be called today? Demonstrate. Demonstrate. Demonstrative. Demonstrative. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll work on it. I mean, I Demonstra- feel like I'm, uh, I'm not going to call you that. <laughs> Demonstrative. Okay. Say that again. Demonstrative. Mosby. Demonstrative. Mosby. So Demonstrative. Mosby. Mosby. Did I, did I nail that? No. Not in the slightest. You hit the, you hit, you hit the bottom diving board on your way down on the triple Indy right there. <laughs> All right. Fine. I'm going to go ahead and just call you that. So, <laughs> and I'm going to be honest with you today, man. Seriously. When we first started this show, we were talking, hey, we don't want to get political, right? We were talking about that. Let's not be too political with it. We want people to be able to just listen to the show and enjoy it, right? And, be, and, and draw their own conclusions, you know. But 
it doesn't feel more and more that no matter what we talk about, politics has just seeped its way into every facet and orifice of our our lives now, our lives nowadays. No, um, you're 100 percent right. I mean, but it is also an election year, so I mean that's going to definitely take a, uh, a a primary like news feed and all of that kind of stuff. And there's a lot of stuff going on to distract you from it. Um, right, but, right. But also, you know, the civil unrest and stuff. It's kind of hard to not uh, talk about things that aren't somehow tied to what's going on in the world, whether it's COVID or it's um, Black Lives Matter or it's uh, Trump getting reelected. There's a lot of concerns on people's head every morning when you open your eyes on that pillow. And uh, it's kind of hard to ignore. It's, I've also noticed, uh, you know, I follow all these Instagram uh, mob, quote unquote models. And it's weird. It's weird how much they have stopped posting because it used to be on my feet. I wake up at like, you know, five in the morning to go to work and I'm on the toilet before I go to work. I'm just looking through Instagram or Facebook. Instagram usually first because you see a lot of naked pictures from girls overnight, drunk and posting their boobies up or doing whatever. That has slowed down a lot. But on the flip side, when I do see it, I'm like, bitch, you know what's going on in the world? There you go. Yeah. <laughs> I was like thinking that same thing. Like, I was like, like dude. dude, have a social conscience. I mean, I guess it is kind of like, while this is what's happening all around us is just like scary and a lot of like, it's life changing. It is kind of opening up people's minds to like social consciousness. Like, I mean, it feels like back in the day, like two years ago, even, or when people are marching, right? Like, you know, a black kid gets shot and then, you know, by cops and then people are marching. Like, I, I know that happened in Baltimore. It happened, you know, that happened in Florida, it happened in a lot of different places and people were like just fed up. But it, it almost felt like I'm just watching it, looking at it like, okay, well, we'll forget about this very quickly. And it's mainly because there's just too much to keep you distracted. Like, the, you know, the circus is in town. You know, this, the, your sports team is playing. You know, like, uh, whatever. It just, what have you. You know, the new, the new movies come, the new Avengers is coming out or whatever. There's just something to distract you from it. And it feels like it's not there anymore. Well, I mean, also because you're numb to it because it happens so frequently and so often that when it happens, it's not shock anymore. You're not like, oh my God, this happened? What? It's like, oh, that happened again? Okay. Who's the next name? Who's the next name? And then on the, on another part of that is that we don't have sports right now. So there is no distraction. Yeah. There's no, there's no, yeah. There's no circus to, to go ahead and, uh, and, uh, and distract the plebs, so to speak. You know, like it's right. So you're like, okay, well, dude, you see this happening? This is a, this is insane. I'm going to go say, do something about it because quite frankly, I have nothing else to do. So <laughs> like there's nothing on, there's nothing else to do and I'm going to go ahead and do it. And, and it just feels like, like I said, everything's more politicized as you go, you know, like it's, and like we were talking about people are, uh, you know, masks, bottom line. Nope. There, are, there's a group of people don't want to wear masks. You know, the rest of the world just was like, okay, let's just wear masks wherever we go. So we don't, you know, spread this thing around where we do at least do what is essentially the minimal effort. You know, if we decide to go outside, Minimal effort. I'm going to put a mask on so I don't sneeze on somebody or I don't get it, you know, or I'm going to at least, at least I have some type of flimsy shield, you know? Yeah. And we don't do that or we don't want to do that, you know? And that should be essentially a personal decision 
or an annoying decision, like because some people just suck. But for the most part, it's an actual political decision. You know, like you turn it into, well, I don't need these these liberals to go ahead and tell me how to how to how to breathe or how to walk around or what to wear. You know, it's like, dude, well, it's not really a thing. Like, it's just more a public safety thing. Yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. Once once you get beyond yourself, which is where I think a lot of people have issues, is getting uh, getting beyond getting outside of yourself. You don't have any self awareness. You only know what you want and what matters to you and what you need right now. Um, what, what the whole mass thing is, you're thinking about others, and some people just can't get that, can't wrap their head around that. And you know, I'm not the one to wish ill will to anybody, but hopefully, they learn their lesson. And not the rest of us. We don't pay for their mistakes. I think that's kind of what, what, if you think about it, that's kind of the problem. Like you will pay for your mistakes. You, somebody else will pay, you know, and that's kind of the, that's what we have here. That's what we have in front of us with the, the coronavirus. And it shouldn't be a political decision. It shouldn't be a thought like, well, I'm free. Freedom isn't free. And it's like, well, you know what? The least you can do is just not try and hurt others. First, do no harm. Hippocratic oath, you know, uh, don't be a dick, which is basically what Jesus said. You know, uh, treat others the way you'd like to be treated. Would you like to not be breathed on by somebody who's potentially got a, a disease that could be fatal to you or the people you love? You know, I'm going to say yes. I'm going to go out on a limb and say yes. Yeah, right? So you might as well, like, just do the most minimal effort. Yeah. And I think it just frustrates me. I mean, yeah, for sure. And right now, like as we're saying this, there's been a spike in this COVID thing. You know, uh, people are going out more. The most states opened up, and around this time, some t- states, even your state, Texas, is talking about shutting people down. Bro, yeah. you know what happened to me yesterday? What happened? So I'm in my new place, right? We have a patio, and for the first time, I'm ready. Even though it's a little, it's a little fucking humid and hot. That's why I kind of didn't want to go outside. But I'm like, you know what? We kind of got the patio set. We got a little furnitures and shit out there. I'm going to go outside and I'm fucking read a book. Well, a comic book. But I'm going to read a book on my tablet and then uh, play some music. I'm just going to chill and, you know, enjoy it outside and let the day go by. And I'm maybe about 30 minutes into it. Um, and I just like, coming out of my speaker. I'm like, what the fuck's going on? I lift up my phone and it's an uh, uh, emergency warning telling all residents of uh, Bear County, San Antonio, which is spelled B-E-X-A-R, but it's pronounced bear. Go figure. Uh, hmm. Yeah, I can't figure that out for the life. That of sounds like Bexar County. That's what I call it. That's what I call it. Sounds like even cooler. Bear, and I'm like, that's not how it's spelled. If you know how to no. spell or how no. to read, it's not right. Um, maybe the crossroads. I mean, if it's, I don't know, whatever. I don't want to the English in there in their superfluous letters. Oh, Jesus Christ. Go, go ask Wednesday don't, how it feels. Don't, <laughs> don't get me started. Uh, but so I, and it's just a warning for everyone to stay home. You know what? Like, hold on, pause. I'll read. I'll read it verbatim what it is, just to see, just so you know how like scary it is to get something like this sent to you. All right. So, emergency alert. Stay home. All caps. I don't even know if the government can write in all caps. No exclamation point though. It's kind of tricky. Uh, the COVID-19 virus is spreading rapidly across Bear County. Local hospitals are approaching capacity. Protect yourself and your family. Stay home except for essential activities. Wear a face covering and avoid gathering with people outside of your household. 
Stay safe, all caps. For more info, visit COVID-19 in San Antonio. All right. So while you were doing that, I looked up the one that I got in California. Oh, give it to me. Emergency alert, COVID-19 cases on the rise. Please social distance, wear masks, and stay healthy and safe. Way different. Way different. Like a lot different. Don't come out of your house, motherfucker. How dare you come out of your house? Like, stay put, fool. Now, this one's like, hey, please, hey, if you don't mind, maybe. Uh, If you're not doing anything later, I'd like to ask you out to dinner. (laughs) Yeah, all bashful. (laughs) Uh, Maybe if you guys don't mind for a mask. (laughs) But, I mean, don't get me wrong. It's going to, if it, it's going to escalate to a point where they're going to start that shit. And, oh, man, I, I hope you don't have to go through it. I don't mind it. I mean, San Antonio is spread out. It's not, we're not on top of each other like LA. So it's not, right. it's not that hard. But if they don't do that in the bigger cities, like you saw what happened in New York, man. Right, right. Uh, beating people up for not wearing face masks. Really? Yes. When did this happen? Wait a minute. No. Uh, I'm and where's, where was this? Where was this? In New York. In New York. Yeah, because like when they had that really bad, like in the beginning when they had that bad spike, like people were going out and not wearing masks, they were like getting jumped in certain parts of the city. My God. Well, well, they should. Well, I mean, then you're putting yourself at risk because you're touching somebody who's potentially contaminated. I would just use my shoes. There you go. In my worst worst shoes. Maybe put gloves on. Before you throttle a guy. <laughs> hold on. Instead of like taking your earrings off and putting yeah, it's like, hold on, on, hold on, hold on. Slap the guy with the glove first just so he understands what's going on. Would you like your prostate checked as well, sir? <laughs> <laughs> I'm already I'm already downed up. <laughs> just try and relax. While I kick your ass for not wearing a mask. Um so I, I guess since things are so political now because of the climate of the world and stuff, what do you remember your life being before all of this? How political was your life before all of this? Like, how much do you pay attention to politics? How much do you think politics affected your life or what you do or anything like that? I think I personally, I think I paid minimal attention to politics. Uh, I knew of politics ever since 9-11. I think the idea of being informed was a good idea. Uh, I never, I shared my opinions with like, you know, my, my racist uncles and stuff like that. But, uh, you know, and I was getting into arguments, you know, on holidays and stuff and listen to them talk. And it, it, it was always fun listening to them talk because it would really cement the way I felt. <laughs> and it, yeah. I think the, talking to them, you really want to find a really good political voice, talk to your racist uncles because then you will actually have a really good yardstick as to like, you know, hypocrisy you'll have a good yardstick as to uh ignorance you know just things that you're like dude what are you saying right now yeah. uh, um, I, I would listen to right wing radio on am to find the to hear all that stuff yeah because i mean there's because there's things i even like i would talk to them about well i even agreed with them in some sort you know i'm like you know i'm not a, a i'm there's i think like chris rock said he's like there's things people are liberal about and there's things they're conservative about yep you know and and, and the tween don't necessarily meet, you know, there's always that place in the middle, you know, and, and that's how I am. Uh, my, you know, I'm, I, I, I don't mind to get too deep into that, but what I'm more saying that is my thought process after nine 11 and after watching like, you know, the handling of the country, 
I was kind of coming of age as a person, you know, I was, you know, late twenties, mid to late twenties, already kind of like looking into who, what kind of person I was going to be as far as that was concerned. And that kind of shaped me because I noticed at that point that it was all a freaking circus, you know, like if you imagine really not caring about it, knowing of it, you know, be like, Oh, there's Democrats or Republicans. The last guy was pretty good, you know? And then you're like, okay, this next guy, he stole an election. Kind of like, you, you know, my, the first time I ever voted, I remember thinking I had no idea what the electoral college was. And, uh, my, the guy I voted for lost. I was, you know, I voted for Al Gore because yeah. I just remember thinking like, yeah, nah, like the, he looked dumb. The other guy, you know, <laughs> you know, I was like, yeah, he don't look too smart. I figured I wanted a smart person who had a plan to be the president. You know, I just figured that's a really good way to think about it. Not like, you know, using, you know, nationalism and demagoguery to go ahead and, you know, sway people's minds and emotions. Yeah. I, I never thought, I never thought at all that religion, I think once you brought religion into it, I never thought that they had any place in politics because it was just two separate things. Yeah. It's in the constitution. Separation service. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That, that bothered me. That bothered me. Yeah. And, you know, as I would get into more arguments with my family, or more arguments with people that I thought I remember thinking like, this is just a lightning rod nowadays. Like, and at the time it was turning into that, you know, uh, at the time after nine 11, it was like, you were either, uh, for the troops for war or against the country. And it's like, dude, that's not a thing. Like I could be for the troops. I, I, it's not the troops fault that the, that the guys in charge are sending them off to die. You know, that's, that's not how that works, you know? And, and, you know, you could still be for the country and still think that your country is great, but just not agree with them. Like nobody, sheep only blindly agree. I'm not a sheep. That's the equivalent of the whole kneeling during the national anthem thing. Yeah. It was like, okay, you, you're allowed to have this opinion. And if you can't let somebody have that opinion, you are the part of the problem. Yeah. Well, you're actually being an American. And yeah. you're, so, you're, you're disrespecting the flag at that point. Yeah, exactly. So right around the time this whole thing happened and Donald Trump was running for president, I actually, oddly enough, I knew he was going to be the president. Like, I was like, oh, that guy's going to win. And it was mainly because you can't give such non-answers and still have people backing you unless you've already tapped into something that it's already a wave, dude. You're going to ride that wave. And most yeah. people are racist. <laughs> and he was, you know just spouting racist rhetoric. Anytime you asked them about something that was like, hey, what's this about? Like, ah, oh, yeah, I'm just going to glance over that. Hey, let's get them Mexicans, you know, or whatever. Yeah. You know, it was always like, it had nothing to do with, you know, yeah. it had nothing to do with actual politics. The guy was already, he's like a, it's like the same reason a guy wins a high school election. Because yeah. he's, the, he's the, the most popular guy or his opinion is hot right now. And that's how that happened. And the unlikability of Hillary Clinton was phenomenal. Like I, I equated it to like voting was like eating a bag of crap or a bag of nails. Oh yeah, yeah. The, how South Park did it, right? The douchebag or the yeah, or the yeah, or the giant douche or the whatever. You know, it's yeah, same difference. It was, see, one yeah, they're both terrible. But if you ate a bag of nails, you'd die. You you eat a bag of crap. Yeah, you're just going to be sick for sick, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, like, that's kind of, like, how I equated it. And gotcha. and once Donald Trump won, I just, rem I just remember shutting down, like, my thoughts on politics. Because then I knew, I was like, okay, my original thought of this thing being bullshit just got nailed down. 
damn, that's, I remember being at work and I worked, uh, a friend of mine, shout out Scott Richard, K dude, cool, great, amazing guy. Uh, I remember him being worried during like the, we're getting the, the results as it's going down. And, uh, he was nervous, dude. He thought he was going to like, not be able to walk down the street and be gay. Like that's, that's tough. Hmm. Weird. That's a weird concept. That's like that. That's that's what's getting ushered in, and that's. I mean, and I see it now. You're putting little kids in cages and shit. Like, I mean, yeah. right. my I mean, my thought process on the whole thing was like on this whole thing in general, just like the American political system is like, hey, it probably needed to be broken. So Donald Trump becoming the president was a good thing. Yeah. Uh, B B, it's like you know what, like it is bullshit. It's a popularity contest. You ever notice why there's like a whole bunch of political parties, but only two win? Two are at the end are the only ones that have candidates. It's because you're the biggest mob and one wins and the other loses and that's it. And I picked one that although like they're, I think they're like their party. I'm not really all about it. I don't care that much. I just know that it's going to cost me more taxes, but at least there's a plan. That's what it really boiled down to. The other, the other party doesn't ha- rarely has a plan. It's more like a do-it-yourself kind of a situation. And while back in the day, that was an easy way of looking at it because times were simpler, now you can't do that. You actually have to have a plan because if you don't have that plan, you don't have shit. Yeah, you, know, you, can't, you can't not work on infrastructure for, for yeah, 10 years. Exactly. It's, it's, yeah, and if you have no idea how to do that, except for just going like, well, I have a friend, I'll go ahead and hook him up. You know, it's like, okay, yeah. well, yeah, then that's not, that's not how you do that. And yeah. granted, I'm sure that Democrats have friends and they hook them up and that's just how politics works. But if you have a plan, then people are more, should be more inclined, inclined to vote for you. And the fact that that didn't happen because the guy didn't have a plan, it's like what my racist uncle says, this place is going to hell. I was like, yeah, it is. It's just, I think the only question is who, what kind of hell do you think it is? And who's taking us there? You know the sports equivalent to that is, and I hear it all the time, especially out here with the Cowboys. He's not my quarterback. It's not my quarterback. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. Because he's black. Yeah, he's like, not my quarterback. He runs. He doesn't pass. You know what I mean? I was like, that's not that's not the kind of quarterback I grew up on. And it's just like, dude, you're not talking about the the style of play. You're talking about the race of the quarterback. Yeah, exactly. Because if the style of play still gets you a touchdown, what does it really matter? I would look at, look at the NBA, man. No one fucking, there's no, the big men don't run it anymore. It's the fucking guards and shit. Like, yeah. It's, it works. It, it works. It's still good. Yeah, it's still entertaining. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I think that's just part of the whole thing. Uh, and it has to break first because it, it's when, when George W. Bush won, you were like, okay, this is a flawed political system. The, the majority of the people actually wanted this guy to win. Yeah. But this guy won. That's weird. That's a very strange thing to have had happen. Then the next time this happens, oh, you know, Obama wins. And then, you know, the guy actually did a decent job. I wouldn't say he did a great job, but, you know, he was handcuffed pretty heavy there. It looked like, like a lot of people just wanted him to fail. So he couldn't get anything passed, you know, naturally. And, and there you are. So you got one side of the pendulum, the first ever black president. Now it's like, all right, let's go back the other way. So. It just made sense. So let's uh let's round out this political thing. Are you gonna vote? No, I'm not either. 
That's so weird that we talked about politics this whole time, and I'm not going to vote. Yeah, I'm probably not going to vote, mainly because I think it's pretty overwhelming uh, that my 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 state is going to be blue. You should probably vote if you don't like the color of your state. True, but you also shouldn't rely on others because that's how Trump got elected. Is that people were riding the wave of Obama and like the way his grassroots campaign like came out of nowhere and he won and everyone's like, oh my God, we can win now. Like well, there's enough of us out there. But if everyone has that same thought of, ah, it's cool. Are we convinced? Are we trying to convince each other to vote right now? I think we are. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, we'll find out in a little while if we actually, if either one of us vote. <laughs> we'll see about that. Put it in the comments. <laughs> in the comments. I and if you want to give us a dressing down for not voting, go ahead and hit us up. <laughs> hit us, shoot us an email over at I got the fever 400, one word, I got the fever 400 at gmail.com. I have a big ass head if you want to diss me for it while also not voting. You can do a double diss. Yeah, it is pretty bulbous, but it's very round. Thank you. Yeah. If it was like oblong or a peanut shaped like uh, Adam Sandler, you're, I would not You're like kind of toe headed. I agree. I agree. You're toe headed. I'm missing four brothers next to me. <laughs> It's gonna be, I've never, I've never heard so that term before. I've never heard that term before until like I think I was watching like the Venture Brothers or something. He's like, this guy's toe headed. I've never heard like, it until now, and it totally made sense. Yeah, it looks like a big toe. Like it's like he's got a toe head. It, yeah. it totally made sense. <laughs> wow, wow that's quite the play on words. Oh wow. <laughs> so you mentioned Coach Carter earlier. How could you tie Coach Carter? to uh, politics or voting. Oh, talking about my favorite flick, Coach Carter? <laughs> Coach Carter would whip this whole country into shape. I'd vote for him for president. But yeah, he would. He would just come up. He'd call everybody sir, <laughs> you know, show some respect, and then expect res respect in return. And if he doesn't get that, you know what? You're out. You're out. You're off the team. You know, and I think teaching people how to treat each other with respect is probably the first step into uh into actually just become like a braver new world i think uh that's that's what's happening now people so maybe, don't so maybe the respect. covid the covid is you're off the team yeah maybe that's what it is maybe that's nature's way of saying hey you know what step your respect game up or else you're going to be off this team you don't want to run laps get the fuck out of here yeah <laughs> seriously dude <laughs> take a hike valley you not be here <laughs> and coach carter has spoken take the long hike <laughs> The infinite hike. <laughs> <laughs> the long hike. Oh, the long hike to the upper room. Exactly. Oh, oh, that's cold-blooded. Oh, hey, you know what? And anybody who's who's lost somebody during COVID, just want to, you know, hearts out to you, man. That's it's terrible, and that's what's happened, you know. And that sucks. Like yeah. if you really think about it, I know we joke, and it's a sensitive issue, but sometimes you need to laugh. Well, you know, sure. that's how you deal with stuff, man. Yeah. I've had friends that have lost uncles to COVID and it's not it's not a laughing matter at all. It's really partially why I take it uh so serious now. And I, I did before, but now I take it like really like when I see someone without a mask, it it, it offends and angers me and it didn't before. I was just like, ah, you asshole. But now it like actually upsets me. Yeah, just seeing yeah, I think that, that level of disrespect it's, a, it's disrespect. Yeah. 100%. For everybody around you. It's like a total like and that's that's great if you want to like 
wear a tank top and you got hairy ass arms, that's offensive to like anybody who looks at you. But that's not offending me to the point where you're going to, and you could end up hurting me. So I don't care. You just, the only thing you're hurting is my eyes and I'm okay with that, you know, but if you can actually get me sick and it's, there's like rules going around, everybody's doing it. And it's not like a, it's not a sheep situation. You know, it's, that's something that it's like, Hey, look, everybody's doing it because it's just safe. It's safe for you. It's safe for other people. It's just a good way to get this and we get through this and to help others, to help people in hospitals. So they don't have people coming in with the coronavirus all freaking day. You you know, and it's just a good way. And it's not, it's not all that difficult. Most people are ugly to begin with. Wear a mask. It'll cover you up. Like Ed says, it'll make you look, like me look hot. You know, like some kind of kick-ass ninja. There's a lot of girls I probably would not look at, but now they have the mask on. And like I said, uh, we were talking earlier, you know, it's it's the new uh, show me mine, I'll show you yours. Or is it, I said that wrong. Uh, <laughs> when do you... You know, take your mask down. I'll take my. I'll tell mine. Take mine down. See, uh, see what's going Loving the time of COVID. Who knows? You might not, like find a, a new friend, and they, you know, might blossom into this beautiful relationship. And it's all because you guys wore a mask. Sounds like a book ready to be written. Sounds like a like a romantic comedy waiting to be written. Vince Vaughn is ready to go. I would. I would. I was going to say Owen Wilson, but you know what? Maybe we're dating ourselves here, dude. Maybe we should put like. Ah, uh, dude. Okay, Jonah Hill, and why couldn't and the, it be that? Why couldn't it be them too? But it's gay COVID love. It could be. It could so be. Way you get to see Wedding Crashers, but it's them. It'll be like Chuck and Larry somehow. I was thinking more like the gay friend, and the gay friend could be like uh, the gay. It can be what's his name, the dude, the other guy, uh, Tanny Chatham, Channing Channing Tatum. Channing Tatum, yeah. yeah. Tan, tanning Chatham. I like that See, better. I like Tanning Chatham better. Tanning Chatham. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, like Tanning Chatham could be the, the, the gay friend who like, you know, he's always wearing his mask, but like Jonah Hill never wants to wear his mask. And he's like, dude, you got to wear your mask, you know, gay pride, you know, or whatever. You know, and, and that could be like the fun part about the hook is like he has a gay best friend. So he's not, it's not a political thing for him. It's just more of like, no, I choose not to. Even though, like, and then somebody's like, you know what? You might as well one wear one. You're ugly. And then he goes, like, into this <laughs> deep spiral because it is Jonah Hill. <laughs> and then, but then, you know, she pulls him out. And uh, the she could be uh, Aubrey Plaza. How's that? From uh, from Parks and Rec. That's oh, about right. I love it when they kind of match a little bit. I know that sounds super inclusive and kind of racist, but, like, I don't like it when like a super ugly guy who probably has a bad personality gets like the hot chick. It don't make no sense. It's like you're batting out of your league. Yeah. Um. Uh. That Adam Sandler movie I, I saw with what's your name? Basically, every Adam Sandler movie is him with some girl who's 20 years younger out of his league. Yeah, but in Grown Ups, they kind of explain it. I mean, they kind of explain it sometimes. Uh, the only time they really don't, I feel, was in that. Uh, uh, what is that with Jennifer Aniston? What's it called? Just go with it. Just go with it. Just go yeah, with I, it. I hadn't seen that until like a couple weeks ago. When I went All right. Sandler and it's it's okay. Yeah. Well, either way, it wear your mask. I, I think that's a long way of saying wear your mask. Meet a new friend. You'll look hot. Cover your goddamn face. This has been Cabin Fever. I'm Tony G with Ed, Ed Central. The Ed. Uh, Cent- Hold on, wait a minute. 
I forgot my Ed, Ed, Yeah, Apossumundus, I think. Uh, or, I already lost it. Who cares? Ed? Apossumundus Broxy or something like that. Sure. I remember it was like a two-namer. It was. and I, I It was a tongue twister. I forgot what it was. This is why you, you can just say, you can call me Ed. Thank you. No, too easy. <laughs> we'll catch you guys next week. Late.